Hello friends, Molly Pontedith here, CEO of the SOAR Community Network and co-founder of the SOAR Community Nebula. Our goal is to bring you 1,000 community builders and champions of change. And today I'm delighted to bring to you my friend, Ina Jacondi. Thank you so much, Ina, to, for being with us today and for being a part of our life and our journey. Appreciate you. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's just good to be with you. Just the feel and to be in the energy field. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. Can you reintroduce yourself to our community and also share with us the work that you're currently doing in the world? Sure. So my name is Ina Gikondi, and uh, I'm currently serving as the Director for Executive Education and Coaching at George Washington University. And uh, I say that um, my work in the world is really to elevate consciousness and to cultivate energetic stability in a way that we can all live in that one shared humanity. So everything I do um, and who I am, it really is bringing and stepping into that place we call the collective or the global consciousness, um, bringing that forth with intention in a way that we could live happier, um, more fulfilled, and, um, and really just enjoy each other. Um, yeah. Great. Well, you're definitely a part of our community and our mission, just the way that you vibrate, the language that you use, um, and just who you're being in the world. What I'd like for us to share now is perhaps an experience or maybe a person or people that you'd like to highlight who have been conscious, mindful leaders in your world, who have helped you to develop into the human being that you are today, or perhaps help reshape a way of thinking or ways of thinking in a profound way. Sure. Well, two things came to mind when you asked that question, uh, an event, and, and, a, and a person uh, or a soul in this, in this reality, in this physical reality. So um, it was about four years ago when I had one of those uh, breakthroughs or breakdowns. I like to call it a breakthrough. But those life events where we're in the middle of huge uncertainty, uh, where just life happens or we feel like it's happening to us and in fact is not moving through us um, so we get in the victimhood and oh my goodness everything is happening and it's not in the right place but anyway I went into a um, significant burnout and I had no idea no sense of what's going on I mean I was working 24 hours um, not really uh, paying attention and taking care of my own needs in the way that I should have taken care. Um, and it was all about giving, 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 and there was not a, a good balance between the giving and receiving. And in fact, I didn't even have a sense of receiving, like what it meant to, uh, what, it, what it really was. <laughs> and... Um, this journey, in a way, took me through a process uh, which I had to go through and, um, and learn there were stages to it. And one of those stages in the process were, was acceptance. I mean, to accept that we are um, human becomings and that we are um, 
we are made of energy. We are energetic beings. And to be aware of that in a way that um, we could start seeing that building or creating energetic stability in our own life, it's really critical and important. Notions and concepts that I had no sense of. But I will say that the way the opening happened for me was uh, I wrote this children's book uh, called Baby Light. And um, while I had no desire to do anything else, I mean, I was definitely um, depressed, I would say now. I don't want to accept it then. But it was incredible anxiety in my system. And, of course, the doctors wanted to take the magic pills. And I didn't do any of that because intuitively I knew that this is not the way things should be because we're not addressing the real symptoms of the problem. But this book I was writing was the only thing I had energy for. And I started asking, why is just, why am I having energy to do this? But anything else, no emails, no, I didn't want to meet people. And what I know now is that I was missing my creative outlet being in touch with my own creativity, with my own humanity, with my own uniqueness, and that was missing and lacking in my life, and ultimately joy. So that's kind of a, where I'm putting a lot of my energy these days is on cultivating joy, how to create more of that in my life. And because the book um, was also, um, it was a children, it's a children's book for adults, which kind of teaches us how to see our own light be in touch with it, um, be able to observe it in, in different ways, whether it's from the cognitive, from the spiritual, emotional, all the various streams of consciousness and intelligences. Um, the guidance in this process became my son. And he would, I would say he is one of those um, people in the journey that sort of helped my awakening or my becoming more aware uh, and I wasn't that aware of it until I started taking these walks with him. And he was about two years old. And he was just taking these little steps. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is so slow. And I started seeing for the first time I got to see my neighbors and the trees in the neighborhood. And I'm like, we live in a really nice place. So just a shift of the perspective. And then I started um, this practice of loving kindness. And I started doing that with Hadrian uh, every evening. And we do it to this day. Loving kindness is a practice we continue to do. But what I noticed was happening is this, after the loving kindness, there was this space that we co-created that it was so magical where I would ask Hadrian a question and he would come up with some amazing answers answers to the point that I'm like, where are they coming from? And I'll just share this and then I would, uh, I, I will, I'll stop there. But uh, in the loving kindness, and there's different, you know, different languaging or scripts that you could use, but we use one that says, may I be happy, may I be peaceful, may I be filled with love. And, and then we bring the faces of our, all of our loved ones and we say for them, may they be happy, may they be peaceful, may they be filled with love. And we add the line, and may they learn what they need to know as easy as possible, which is very, you know, it's like we're not in control of ourselves. We're in control. Uh, I mean, we are in control of ourselves. We're not in control of anybody else. 
And after the loving kindness, he says, Mom, when we mentioned all the loved ones, you know, he said, Mom, do you love yourself? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, we mentioned all those loved ones in the loving kindness. Why didn't you put yourself in there? He said, put yourself in there. That was so powerful for me because, again, this child is teaching me about self-love. It's teaching me. I mean, it's bringing it to my awareness. And a lot of different episodes like that. So he's been a great guidance. And I guess I think that's the kind of thing I want to be a voice in the community, in the society, to awaken that in, in parents. And, and, and parents in so many ways, because we always play the parenting role in so many forms, not just parenting your child. You know, you can, sometimes you become a parent to your own parents and so on so but that idea of sourcing the wisdom and the intelligence from the unusual places mm-hmm. I think that's I think I wouldn't have said it any better actually just came through so yeah that's so beautiful and powerful and I will say that it resonated with me so much Ina because when you were talking about the children's book and talking about how it's written for adults, uh, whether you're, you're a parent biologically or whether you're parenting other people, whether you're leading people at work and you're parenting them, right? There's so oh, many yeah. ways that we nurture people. But I could remember a time in my adult life when I got to a place like you where I was just like, why am I not happy? What is going on? And it really was because my inner child really now never had a chance to be a child. So all of the creativity, all of the, the, the places where you can be authentically true to your emotions, that you can speak whatever's on your mind, I never had a chance to do that. And as you were sharing your episode or your experience of just getting to a place where it's like something is just not right, mm-hmm. um, it's because we, we have to remember that we're holistic as a being and we can't just be part of the soul that came here because we're trying to cope or trying to fit in or trying to be safe, we have to put all of the, the particles from a scientific level, but also from a, a spiritual level, we have to be all that our soul mm-hmm. uh, came here to do and be, right? So I just wanted to kind of highlight that because it resonated with me so much. Um, the next question that I have for you is you spend a lot of time with incredible leaders. You develop them. You are around community builders and change agents. You're one yourself. What are some of the attributes um, that are unique to them or special or consistent that you'd like to highlight about community builders and conscious leaders? Yeah, it's um, well, a conscious leader is in touch with his own humanity. I think that's, that's the general answer or like the, the big picture answer. Um, is someone who takes time to reflect um, and exercise imagination. Uh, it's someone who practices powerful inquiry, who is not hurrying and rushing to get things done just for the sake of getting things done, 
but it's allowing and most importantly cultivating the container to have the difficult conversations, to have the creative conversations, is someone who shows up with deep presence, who's comfortable with the uncertainty, and who has the capacity to transform difficulty and worry into ease and flow. Um, someone who's fully aligned with purpose and its commitment to it's committed to that joy. Um, you know, uh, I see a lot of different um, leaders, and primarily the space that I've been working is in the government. And there's change makers in the government. There's a lot of people who care about the mission, making things better in the community. And, um, and through a lot of our leader development experiences, uh, we, and we are very intentional in cultivating, um, in cultivating the whole person. And I think that's what really helps and assists people into bringing forth those qualities. So it's in them, right? We know it, it's in them, everything. Uh, the 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 change makers the wonderful leaders they um, they're willing to do the work they're willing to do the inner work and they're open to it it's nothing magical I mean we can all do it but they're committed they're really committed to doing the inner work they're open to feedback uh, they're willing to take risks and fail um, you know, I know we, we're not supposed to get probably politics here, but the, I've been kind of looking at the Democratic uh, campaigning, the candidates. And there are several of them that I like in different ways, but um, I was really taken by uh, Pete Buttigieg, the, the mayor. Um, and what he said, I was taken by him because he says, um, someone asked him about one of the goals that he had not fulfilled. And he said, yes, and I take responsibility. It's a goal, but I'm not there yet. I take responsibility for that. I, I illustrate this to say that conscious leaders take responsibility of their actions and they're intentional about their actions. Um, and when things don't go the way they're supposed to go, they just accept it and they move on and they learn their lessons and there is a sense of flow about these, um, about conscious leaders that, again, it's more on the allowing. They're more creative, less reactive. And the other thing I would say is that you can have a, you can have a conscious leader and an unconscious leader just for the sake of, I don't want to box anything here, but they may achieve similar results at the end of the day. But one of them is exhausted and tired at the end of the day, and the other one is relaxed and open and in peace. And that's the distinction. Like a, a um, because you don't if you're in a place where you're sensing yourself efforting all the time and not getting to the results that you want, then that's just a little flag that universe is telling you you have to start looking at things differently. And generally that's starting with your own inner work. So if I would have to just answer in one sentence, I would say 
the conscious leaders are the ones willing to do the inner work and continue to do it um, through their lifetime. So I think also what you just stated kind of comes back full circle to how you started this interview, which is all about us being the energy, right? We yeah. are energetic beings. And I think that's a good compass for all of us when we can tap in at the end of the day or in the early morning, what is our energy feeling like, right? Are we exhausted? Are we ridden with anxiety and fear? Because I certainly have been there myself when I have been totally out of alignment, right? And you just have this heaviness in your heart, your being, your stress, you're having panic attacks, all kinds of craziness. And you're thinking, what is going on? And it's because, again, we are not in alignment. We are not in integrity of whatever it is in a, uh, from a soulful, spiritual place that is telling us we need to be awakened mm-hmm. and come to a place of understanding of what is, what is our role to do? How are we operating in the world? Is it providing us with, with the joy yeah. that we seek? Exactly. I mean, and we, um, as we know, uh, our thoughts manifest anything we want to manifest and see in the world so uh that energetic field um that we may not be aware of it's creating the panic attack the anxiety but we just not see it we're not aware and i think that's part of the learning journey the developmental journey and once we step into the inner work then we become more open and aware that um of everything that it's around us because there's so much resourcing we can do. We don't have to do it alone. You know, there is, uh, there's the humanity all around us. And then you've got all the other living things, you know, you've got the trees and you've got the rocks and you've got the water, everything around us. It's a resource. So um, leveraging it. I mean, if we talk about leadership, (laughs) the one of the major issues that people bring in leadership is time management, prioritization. Oh, Uh, It's about um, delegation or better communication. I mean, the source of all all of it is being able to be in touch with your own humanity, do your own work, and then you're radiated to others. I mean, simple as it it sounds. Um, So... But we're not trained to to do things. We're not. We're <laughs> we not. No, and that's well. <laughs> that's a significant. That's why I do believe. You know, I love uh, Dalai Lama's quote, and I'm paraphrasing here. But when he says we need to teach all the eight year olds to meditate, which that would really help us eradicate um, uh, wars into the next generation. So why don't we do that more intentionally? Um, whether it's meditation or just simply critical thinking skills in, in, in schools and in families. So, so, and I think, I mean, as, just as this conversation is all about that, right, to continue to ignite that kind of conversation in our humanity and um, to contribute and support our society to elevate to that next, le- next level of development and thinking. So, 
We're and all contributing, yeah. I think the goal of contributing is having conversations because conversations spread, stories spread, sharing yes. that you and I are having with all the other change makers and champions of change that we're interviewing, their unique perspective, how they're able to tap into their humanity in their unique ways helps mm -hmm. us to, I think, activate so many other humans who are trying to figure out, well, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And it's unique for everybody. How I tap into my humanity or find a sense of harmony is different with the tools that I use than what you would use. Sure. So you and I can go on and on about this. So I'm sure, the, yes. question. the next question is, um, how are you contributing your gifts, your talents, um, your unique experiences to advance movements forward? So that's the first question is, how are you doing that? And then the second question is, are there specific movements, initiatives, uh, or even um, organizations that you would like to highlight and feature that you're actively helping right now to advance their mission? Mm -hmm. So right now I've chosen to uh, offer my contribution through George Washington University. That's primarily the way I, I, um, I do my work. And one of the programs that I'm really excited about, and this is a, a recent and new program, which really is designed to respond to this idea of elevating global consciousness and stepping into the collective consciousness as a way of responding to, you know, the, eight, the 17 um, goals, sustainable development goals. You know, we've got, if we just take climate action, we've got eight years, even a little more. It's between eight and 10, depending on the source. But let's say that there's 10 years and we've got all the 17 goals. I mean, they're all interconnected, but there is very little time. So we need to take action like right now. So this program is designed to respond to that need um, by developing a global community of coaches. So we are doing it through the profession of coaching, primarily focusing in the workplace and organizations at this point. Um, but to develop a global coaching community that would support um, this work all over the world. So our goal is that by 2030, we have um, in every member nation of this of the world, we have a, um, a trained professional that could do the work in the community. So that's, that's one way. And um, again, it is the program. It's a professional coaching program. So, the foundational skills that we actually teach are um, deep listening. It's the foundation. Then um, how to practice wonder and imagination and how to really learn to be with one another. And really the, uh, the essence of it, because we do say you are the system. And they, you are the system, meaning the change can start with one person. Um, and the more we become aware of our oneness, the more we spread it in the world, we come full circle because we are one. We are that one humanity. Mm -hmm. So that's the message and that's the way we've, we're, uh, I'm contributing at this time uh, around this program. Another uh, way that I'm uh, working towards is developing a course on cultivating joy and um, 
I, I really believe, you know, a lot of people these days look into, well, what's my purpose? What am I here to do? And it's, it's a legitimate question. It's a great question. And where I came to peace with it is like, instead of chasing my purpose and being anxious all the time about the future of what this is going to look like, I'm just going to practice joy and gratitude and just be where I am and enjoy everything I'm doing um, at this given moment. So I want to spread more of that message, um, not only in the GW community, because right now we're focusing internally in the GW community, but also then eventually externally in, um, in the corporate world. The one thing that I've, um, that I, I've become more aware because most of the work has been government is we have, you know, 70% of the American GDP comes from business. Business is an untapped potential. I mean, it's becoming more active. I mean, and there is a lot more happening in that space, but if we want to really um, support this global platform, uh, we really need to step into, uh, into business and, um, and awaken joy in business, literally. Um, other ways that I'm contributing is through, um, um, through conscious parenting conversations. I, this last year, I did a lot of work at my son's school, uh, and that was simply by reading to the kids. Um, but I want to be more intentional this coming year in really developing a, um, a container to have these conversations with parents. So that's something that's still in the works, but that I'm being more intentional about. And um, let's see, what else? Well, and, and really, uh, personally, is just being out there. Oh, I know, there is one other thing. We are um, another initiative, and I would love to uh, eventually put this out in your community. We are um, we're starting something we call the Global Consciousness Initiative, and it would be a convening happening next year here at the university. And the intention for it is to bring together change agents, people who are already doing the work, and uh, to look for ways to collaborate and accelerate. Uh, and I think... The language I've been using a lot is how we accelerate the acceleration. That's really, I'm very interested to find ways that we can tap into more networks to shift change at the global scale. How do we accelerate that? So I'm, um, that's something that it's still in the, uh, it's in development stage. Um, we're, we're looking to collaborate and find partners. So that's, that's something else that, um, that could be of interest maybe to the community. Yeah. Definitely. Let us know how we can support you. I mean, we we're interviewing, the goal is to interview a thousand of those change agents. So maybe we can get a thousand of them maybe. To show up next year. Yes. So let us know how we yes. can definitely collaborate with you on that. We'd love Great. that. We need hubs like ours. Um, all over the world. We need communities to, well, like you said, accelerate the accelerators, right? I mean, if we're trying to accelerate consciousness and develop conscious leaders, and we've got millions of other hubs like ours or communities like ours doing it, why aren't we doing this together? Like, really, why aren't we doing this together? Because I, I personally, our community can't do it all. Um, right. 
You know, we need we need really massive change uh, to happen exponentially and very quickly. So let us know what we can do uh, for sure on that. What I'd like to now ask you to do is share an empowering uh, quote or motto or philosophy that really supports you when things are tough and not always smooth and in flow. How do you get back to them? Um, what came up I have several things but I'm just gonna go with what came up was um, Mary Poppins <laughs> I am a big fan of Mary Poppins and I will say when I bring Mary Poppins into the classroom not many people really know about her which surprises me maybe it's a European thing I don't know um, but Mary Poppins to me is the epiphany of imagination. And if I would choose one thing to do in the world all the time, I would say that the foundational competency for leaders and people would be the practice of active imagination. And um, when things get in the way, I always play a Mary Poppins song. And I really love the second, the second one. There's the Mary Poppins Returns, and there is this, um, there is this um, 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 part in the movie where Meryl Streep is in it too, and she's—I don't know if you watched the movie, but she's—the uh, song is called "Turning Turtle." And um, she is someone who fixes like pottery and stuff like this, and very Eastern European look. And um, Mary Poppins goes with the, with the children, and they want to fix this pot. Anyway, so she says, I can't today because it's the second Wednesday of the month. Everything turns upside down. It's turning turtle. The world is turning turtle, like just like upside down. And there is a, it's a line in that song where it says, well, she says, and I'm paraphrasing, you have to change the view from which you're looking at things. And she says, now that I change the view from where I stood, the, the things that I didn't like, they're changing for good along those lines. Wow. And so to me, that's like, what do I do when I'm in the middle of something and I'm stuck with it? I'm too much in my head. I got to change the view from where I'm standing. Standing. And when I do that, things change and change for good because you're changing your perception. So I practice that all the time, really. And whether as I look at go instead of fixing on my computer, I go and I look at my plants or I'll go and um, just notice, just rise my head and up in the sky or see something around and be intentional knowing that I'm calling for help because the resources all are around. And that gets me unstuck and I move on. And um, that's really, that's for me, it's the, it, it, it's the best practice that I have discovered to keep myself uh, going. That's great. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Change your, change your vantage points to get unstuck. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Change your view, change for good. That's, that's the way. Yeah. You know, what would a better world look like through your eyes? A world where we accept that we are souls, 
that we don't have souls, but that we are souls. A world where children play outdoors free with very little restrictions and a world where um, those are the schools that they need the most and a world where um, leaders don't just drop their part of themselves when they enter the door of the organization because that's their personal self but a world where we can see that we're what we're doing is that we're contributing our work is not separate from life in general work and life are one and that we um, we see each other as that shared humanity um, that's that's the picture that's the picture for me how can our community best support you right now to hold space with intention I think if we could all set the intention as a collective and every day even if it's a ritual or not a ritual, but it could be setting the intention that we are here to support life for the greater good. I think just doing that and practicing that in an ongoing way, I think that's the best thing we can do for each other really right now. Um, yeah, I, I really do believe in the power of the collective. I do believe in the power of the collective. It's really magical when, uh, and I don't want to go on here, but uh, Lynn McTaggart's work on the field and uh, setting a, a global intention, the global experiments she's been doing, to me, I almost envision, you know, if you're going to have this thousand leaders or change agents, and I know your community is bigger than that, I almost feel like, shall we have like a collective intention at a given time, a given moment, and see what happens? A very concrete collective intention, whether it is to um, reduce carbon footprint in a particular area of our park, I don't know. It could be very specific and see what happens. Um, I think we can coordinate that, Ina. I, I think, think that. that would, because the more we can do in that space, the more we're going to move in the direction of acceptance that we are energy, that we are souls, and we don't have to effort that much. Yeah, no, it's great. I don't want to effort that much anymore. No. <laughs> Life is too precious and time is too precious. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate you today, and you have such high vibration because even through this Zoom call, like the whole time you were talking, the back of my head was like just, you know, kind of doing its, its thing when, when I get truth that comes at me. So I really appreciate, again, you for taking the time and you for being you in the world. Um, I really love our friendship 
and I want to see you more, but I really do appreciate all of the work that you do to develop so many leaders on a daily basis, because it's going to take a whole bunch of conscious leaders, mindful, thoughtful, compassionate, fill-in-the-blank type of leaders really help turn the tide here in, in our world, on our planet. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, and um, just to mirror back that, I did feel this bubbleish energy just in the heart area through the whole and through the whole time, and I could feel the the love and the heart connection. And I really am grateful for the opportunity to just be with you in this space, and um, very grateful for the work you're doing. Very grateful. So thank you. Thank you, Ina. Thanks for the love fest. <laughs> For those that are watching, we appreciate you so much. Please remember to nominate yourself or someone in your community. Let me reframe that. Please nominate yourself and someone in your community who is creating positive ripple effects. Please visit us at nebula.soarcommunity.com. Thank you so much, everyone.